0: Set a spark to your integrated business and marketing strategies with America's top entrepreneurs and business leaders here at Integrate and Ignite
1: with your host, Lori Jones. Welcome to the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Rachel Garcia is a marketing leader in the life sciences and healthcare sectors and was recently named Global Clinical Marketing Manager for Cell Connections at Chirumo BCT. Throughout her career, Rachel has delivered metrics-driven and continual improvement approaches for creative marketing and brand experience for life science and healthcare service industries. Each campaign Rachel has been a part of is on brand, targeted, segmented, and each one crafted to follow a buyer's or patient's journey. We're so excited to roll up our sleeves today and really get into this concept of marketing bravery, which Rachel has deployed in each and every one of the companies and campaigns she's worked on. Welcome to Integrate and Ignite, Rachel.
0: Hi, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be on here and I've listened to all your podcasts and <laughs> it's just really great.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I am So, you and I are like kindred souls here in our pre show discussion. <laughs> we talked so much about the likenesses in the way Avocet approaches marketing and really the way that you approach marketing on the corporate side. So, we've got a lot of synergies that we're going to really shine today. Before we get there, though, tell us a little bit more about your journey.
0: Yeah. So I started out actually as a microbiologist in a lab and I had no idea what marketing was. I resented business people in college because they had it easy. I always thought like here I was cramming for organic chemistry tests and they were partying. So business had a very negative (laughs) perception for me. And then as I started working in the lab, I became really interested in the storytelling of what I was touching in the transplant industry. It's very emotional. And the lab environment is very sterile. And you never know what you're doing and what results. So I just kind of came up from that environment and organically found marketing because I just had a human side, I guess you could say where I wanted to always know more. And I didn't realize Articulating the story from technical to just beautiful human layman's terms was marketing. Then I just started specializing in marketing for technical companies because I saw there's a lot of dullness that can happen where it becomes partly product focused and the other part super, super jargony where someone reading it would have to have a PhD or an MD to figure out what is being said. And it just came from there where I found my way and started exploring startup cultures and global corporate cultures and just started loving marketing for this niche industry.
1: I love it. And, and I think one thing that's really relevant today as we dive into our topic on Marketing Bravery is with a lot of engineering-based or medical-based products or service solutions, all too often people really focus on the what and the how. They forget about the why and really the motivation that is needed. And there are a lot of barriers um, to marketing bravery in these entities. What is it and how early in your career did you really understand that line in the sand and know that you needed to catapult it to ultimately make a difference with the audiences that you were engaging with?
0: I think it first started out as almost a feeling of confrontation. And I took bravery for confrontation, which is completely not the right route. And I felt like, oh, you have to be really assertive. And as a female, you have to be overly assertive to sit at the table with what felt like men dominated the table of business and marketing. And as I started going through lessons learned and kind of the slap on the hand of, okay, there's etiquette and there's tactfulness and creativeness that goes into marketing, I found it's more about being imaginative and articulating that story in a very passionate yet business savvy way. So that way, the bravery becomes more embedded in the business and benefiting the bottom line, less about waving your hands and saying this has to go through and using the wrong words and the wrong ways to compel. And then I started finding metrics really told the story too, but you really had to market yourself to be confident and imaginative in your work because you had to use the metrics and the storytelling in one to really get the ideas pushed forward.
1: Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And, And doing it with bravery and not being boring is a focus point today and providing our audience tips ultimately on what they can do to really kind of challenge the status quo which is assets? Why, by the way, you know, then ultimately deliver marketing bravery with campaigns that excel customer acquisition and top line revenue. Okay, so bottom line, five word question: How do you execute bravery? So generally, like I said, passion goes a long way for
0: me. It's one emotion that I feel like has to exist in your day to day because if you don't believe in what you're doing and you don't have that cheerleader mindset no one else will. And you have to be okay with owning many hats in in this journey. Otherwise, it's just going to fall flat because no one else wants to do the work to see that through. They do want to ride the coattails of it. They just don't want to derail from their own objectives. So I just find that there's a, a couple things that I do personally to be passionate about it. And I start usually with really just finding my tribe. And it sounds so hippie to say that, but I am more like the Lincoln mindset. I surround myself with people that are okay telling me no, or this idea is not good. So I can be self-motivated. And also I try to find people that are outside of the company to kind of test my ideas with or talk it out and just give me the feedback of, I don't understand what you're saying or why do you say this word? Can you just say it like this? And I kind of use them to create a brainstorm so that way I can bring it back to the marketing teams or the company and really just explode with ideas. Because I think the brainstorming side, companies usually don't have the luxury of time to let you sit in a room and draft out 34 ideas before landing on one. So you really have to do that offline and come back with like three really amazing ideas. So that tribe helps me cultivate that and... I try not to overuse them because, you know, family members and friends only want to hear about your work so much. So I just kind of pick and choose the support system, even vendors. I find I I have some vendors that I have worked with since my very, very first day in marketing, and I love them to death and I want to grow their business and they want to grow me as a person. So we just kind of use that synergy. The second one is obviously measuring what matters. And I think it's really difficult for startups to just go ahead and throw out all these metrics and measure them and invest in tools. It's not really easy to do that, whereas large global companies do have the infrastructure to have metrics, but then you have to carve out time to figure that out. But if you can just pick a couple metrics, I think that it helps you execute because it backs you up, you're showing growth. And I usually just let the metrics kind of come together based on The stakeholders and what they're really into. So, one of my clients that I work with, they really care about advertising spend and then revenue. Like, that's literally what the CEO has to always report on at the board meetings every month. So, that's all I try to build the story around is look how much attributed revenue this was. Whereas my global company, they just care about reach. Like, they really want to know are we doing activities that are reaching the target audience? And so, building those metrics or stories around that.
1: And I think um, one thing that's important there as we're diving into analytics here is testing and scaling, right? And having the mindset internally within your tribe, because sometimes we really are changing an internal mindset. And it's important to take baby steps with that. If you go in and try to change everything overnight, quite often, you know, we as marketers will fail. So really understanding what baby steps to take and when and what analytic to tie to that is key. And it can just be as simple as some top of funnel analytics, like are we increasing time on site or acquisition with this particular concept? And if not, let's dovetail it into another one. And that testing and scaling is important and making sure The right mindset at the table is there to believe in testing and scaling and not just this home run out of the chute is important. And I think that's something difficult for a lot of people to understand is we have at our fingertips so much ability to test different concepts, different approaches and scale them based on what is working and what is not.
0: Yeah, and I think like the agency side, that's why I value agency so much because you can look at your marketing umbrella is so large and roles become expectant to do everything in marketing. And it's just assumed that you're gonna be the metrics person, you're gonna be the creative thinker and designer or make things look pretty, when in reality, there's so many different specialized roles. And so I usually lean on agencies to help fill something that will take me a little bit more time or help support me to be most successful at the table when it comes to showing the campaign or the results or reporting. Because I think a lot of the marketing manager role can get convoluted in meetings and and not have that opportunity to do creative. But there's another flip side to that where creative can get further supported if you become that metrics role and really just focus on the report out and why we're doing all of this versus like, look how pretty this was. And it did nothing because you didn't report it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just staying on the internal role again, because it is so important, you know, and your tribe, making sure that everyone is aligned with you. And if they're not communicating and educating in such a way to ultimately form, you know, alliances can take a while. But we as marketers know that these approaches definitely do create more acquisition and and top line revenue. What are some tips that you have for our audience on ways that you've brought teams together to really educate them on why this is important and maybe share a life example or something like that?
0: Yeah. So there's a couple of things like when it comes to bringing like your own team mates together, because I think that in itself is a challenge because everyone has an idea or maybe they don't feel like their voice is being heard. I really find creative brief help. And I learned about communication briefs a long, long time ago, painfully through the marketing learning journey from someone that came from an agency and just used this in our environment. And I just started adapting it to my own creative brief where I'm just using it to help my team and the stakeholders and even myself keep on my own objectives and why we're doing this. Because I think often when someone asks you to support something it gets very tactical and everyone wants like the typical kit, like, okay, let's do an ad, let's do a pitch deck. And it really just helps take it back a little bit and really start to dissect what they're trying to accomplish and have that time to be a little bit creative. And then it becomes like your scope of work. So when someone does start to push the scope a little bit and try to add more to your plate, You can go back to the brief and just be like, well, this is what we set out to do, and here's what we're focused on. And I just find that really helps. Uh, And then also the metrics can come from that because then you have metrics that you establish in that brief, and then that's what you start to measure on and can report up.
1: Yeah, you know, as you're talking about this, I, I recall in a lot of creative and strategy sessions that we've done with our internal client stakeholders. Quite often what we'll do is, you know, everyone will be there. It's a brainstorming session. You know, we've got an agenda, but we will have one person in that meeting actually wear a sign that says customer and they respond from the POV of the customer based on everything that we might be strategizing or talking through. And that helps so much because we're so focused on... The concept, the idea, the strategy to have, quote unquote, someone in the room focused on what the customer might be thinking based on everything that we're talking provides so much critical thinking beyond the norm, number Mm -hmm. one. But it provides a POV in that meeting that can really be helpful to ultimately coming up with something that truly will sell. You know, the last thing we want to do as marketers, number one, but as marketers who really believe in very unique strategies and concepts cutting the clutter, the last thing we want to do is insult someone. And just that simple act of having a team member respond as the customer helps so much in mitigating some of those concerns.
0: Yeah. And I think the voice of the customer approach is exactly one of the things that So the next tip, I guess you would say is to become the content owner. And that's what I find to be successful. And again, backing up the bravery, because what I see as a challenge with marketing is it is very tactical execution, but there is a side that could really make you successful and be a natural tribe for your own energy of just being the voice of the customer and using that to become a content owner as well, like educating yourself, really learning the product or the service and not being afraid of knowing there's other content owners. So there's service owners, there's product line managers, and there's no downside for you becoming that owner and talking with customers. And I think marketing never gets that opportunity to really talk to customers. I mean, we talk to sales and we talk to internal customers, but just once a month, having a call with a real customer It does wonders. And I had one yesterday and I just was filled with ideas. And I learned so much from this medical director that I wasn't seeing or hearing internally. And now I'm just like taking on the day being like, oh, I can't wait to do this. And I can't wait to tell everyone about this. And I think it helps you have more confidence, which equates to bravery.
1: Yeah, I agree. And having the medical director in the room to make sure in other situations it might be you know the lead engineer, affirming that what we are saying or the path we are traveling down, we can even explore or talk about, I think is another really important point here because our hands are tied regarding claims, right? And so being mm-hmm. able to truly understand that and be correct while motivating and while being brave is an important piece of this. Mm -hmm. That's great. So I appreciate that you brought that up because I think a lot of times people can forget that. You know, you've got the content owner at the table. We definitely have established up front that bravery is something the brand wants to become a part of. We've talked about getting the internal team on board and really some modes in which we can motivate the team to understand all that. What specifically are some barriers that you've pushed through or some advice that you can provide our listeners today on some barriers that they might expect and what you've done to mitigate them.
0: Yeah, so by being in the niche industries with the healthcare and medical device and life sciences world comes with a little bit of a challenge because we're regulated. And I think that can make marketing very boring (laughs) Uh, because you get wrapped around the axle of the regulatory bodies. But what's funny is they aren't trying to be in your way. They actually get just as excited about the the fresh ideas and creativeness. They just have to protect the company. Legal and regulatory is who I work with. And so I think that what I find can be a huge barrier is That alone, the approval process, and it could be with regulatory, it could be with if you're, you know, working in a small startup, it could just be directly the CEO, because often they're your boss in a small startup. And I think that how I have learned to work through that is kind of understanding an approval process and tailoring it to each company that I work at. And a lot of times that starts with spending time up front with that person one-on-one before using the creative brief is a great opportunity for that and sitting down with them and just getting what their hesitations are, pitching the idea, getting their reaction, using them as part of your tribe, and then just kind of navigating from there, leaving with knowing that your idea may adjust, but at least you're getting it at the front end versus when you're trying to get it out the door with a deadline, especially when you're working with agencies because of that version control and budget kind of <laughs> come into play. And so it also helps you kind of build a relationship because I think we hide behind our computers and our tools and our software and, and geek out on our marketing, but we forget that we also have to build this relationship with who we are approving things with and that trust has to come. It's just like marketing internally. I just find that marketing tends to have a bad reputation in that sense, especially regulatory, I find doesn't know about the campaign or about the ad or anything going out until it's at the nth hour. And that just causes friction. So removing that layer really helps to push things
1: through. And I think owning your position is very important and not leading with fear, but not being fearful either about an approach that you believe in. So back to a point I made a minute ago: having regulatory or the engineers, the medical director, whatever technical person is involved at the table, believing in the concepts upfront or the approach. It's we're again we're just not talking creative. It could be the overall strategy or, or even execution is very very important. And having that confidence to respond in a very proactive, positive way just instills greater belief in the approach that you as the marketing leader or the company is taking to differentiate in the marketplace.
0: Yep, agree.
1: Now, with the larger companies and the corporate world, I believe is an area that they can learn from a lot of the startup mentality, the entrepreneurial mindset is so different And it's why a lot of large corporations are gobbling up small companies because they want that intrapreneurialism really reestablished in their company. They can learn a lot from the small companies, but also it can be something very, very difficult to change. And sometimes we just need to be patient. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. And that is really becoming a brand that markets with bravery versus one that just markets on points of parity, quite frankly. What advice do you have Mm -hmm. for our listeners today who might be in that position, knowing that it can't happen overnight and giving it just time? Yeah,
0: I think that with large companies, we often see like that scope creep where basically things just keep getting added on and on because you have to run through different stakeholders and ideas and startup doesn't really have that right. They just kind of go, but they also have that downside of the material may not be as Top notch or effective as it could be because they did just go and then they iterate. And sometimes with large companies, you don't have that luxury to iterate. Once it's out, it's out in the public eye, and you have to deal with the brand repercussions. Some things that I've learned where I've adopted from the startup to the global, where I do agree with you, patience is a very, very key. But there are opportunities to find ways to do things faster and take chances. I think in the corporate world, you kind of get locked into certain software or templates or processes that have been in place and people just go with it, but it doesn't mean that you have to always stay to that and you can't be a change agent in a way that iterates small changes and helps the streamline approaches because I think streamline is always rewarded, especially in marketing because it saves money and time and hassle. So I think bringing in those creative process solutions is a great way to have that. And also don't be afraid to recover faster. And I do know the brand is impacted, but it's okay to just put out something that may not look as together as you wanted it and then just keep pumping out new things. Because I think that people don't often remember the first item. They remember what you continually keep putting out. And I've had to painfully learn that and come to terms with it because I was a perfectionist and I still am. And I still fight the urge to want to edit everything 100% before it goes out. And then it never goes out because you're just in the editing room trying to make everything perfect. So just being okay with iteration. And then I think that there's other things that can help, which is just Working with the people and understanding what processes need improved when you get in and and giving that startup energy. Because I think when I start at Global coming from a startup, you have that new relationship energy, you're really excited and you don't have the tenure there yet for people to come to really tell you no. So pick a couple of things that you know are going to be painful for you or you feel it to just get it tackled and have everyone adopt it. Mine was a field messaging guide where I knew I needed to get this done because I thrive on putting claims in a very organized document. So I went with that my first month. I was like, I'm going to roll out this. And, and that's all I did was focus on that because I couldn't believe we didn't have that on our team. And my boss was so supportive and he's so wonderful that I just picked one thing and it, it made it easier for me to at least go through processes easier.
1: Yeah, I think that's some incredible advice there. And, you know, in summary, I think something that's very important is to remember that this is a journey for brands that don't already believe in the concept of marketing bravery. It will take time to really help change an institutional mindset that already exists internally. And it does not happen overnight, as um, we've just noted. What final thoughts do you have for our audience right now or a great example of how you have prospered, grown a company through marketing bravery?
0: There's some great free things. I try not to show that I love HubSpot so much because I don't <laughs> like, I work there, but I do have to recommend that for a large or small company because I can't function without HubSpot. If a company doesn't adopt it, I use it offline and set it up myself because it does have a free customer relationship management feature and it makes your life easier with capturing the metrics and it aggregates from Google and it integrates with other softwares that just helps me and it presents beautiful dashboards that you can customize and in the free features as well. So that's one thing I would say because I think if someone who has a startup is working at a startup and trying to do this on their own, I always recommend that tool. Um, They even have a startup package. Again, just self-educating spend that time becoming an expert because people eat that up in marketing when you can effectively articulate everything from benefits to features, but then also pitching the ideas and they have confidence in you because you are coming in educated, discovered, and having that voice of the customer.
1: I think it's fabulous. Rachel Garcia, thank you so much for your incredible insight today. Uh, You and I both have the courage to be brave marketing leaders. And I know that there are a lot of other people listening today who are either on the transom, they're trying to get there or they're there as well. And I hope that our talk today is really affirmed in their own mindset that they are traveling down the right path and that ultimately this will create increased customer acquisition and top-line revenue for them. I love this quote. Remember, bravery is learned. Learned, and like anything learned, it just has to be practiced. Thank you so much for your appearance on the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun.
0: This episode is complete, but the inspiration has just begun. Head over to avasetcommunications.com for show notes and more aha moments. Tune in regularly to ignite your integrated business and marketing strategies with
1: Lori Jones and the Integrate and Ignite podcast.